welcome to Layback with Betfair. Joined by the A-Team, we're back. Hello and welcome to Layback with Betfair. It's been a huge week in sport and racing and it just continues this week as we turn our eyes to Flemington for the Group 1 Turnbull Stakes. We'll also preview the Hill Stakes up there at Rose Hill Gardens. My name's Nick Foot, your host. Joining me, we've got the A-Team back this week. We've got Reese Goodwin, the Prince of Pakenham, Baron of Betfair, Tom Haylock. Welcome back, Reese. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's good to be back. Had a week off, refreshed, ready to go. Uh, it was a bit of a putrid week for, I think, most of us last week. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll bounce back. I'm looking forward to it. How'd your horse go Thursday? Uh, still going? Still going. No, it went okay, actually. Still went okay. Did, didn't win. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Should have. If, not. Not, if you're not first, you're last. True. Well, True. the prize money says otherwise. Yeah, well, pay, I suppose, yeah. We, yeah. we always pay down. They pay bills, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Um, boys, pack show today. Plenty of great racing to dissect. But first of all, let's hop into the lay bin uh, where we just get things off our chest that we're, we're not comfortable with. And, Tommy, you're always good for a lay bin. What are you, what are you throwing in there this week, mate? Yeah, um... Well, I had it all planned and then something came up yesterday that I thought I'd add as well. Aaron Norton, eight years. Eight years. You can't probably talk. Eight years. Well, I'm a Western Bulldogs man, but Are you? I, don't, I, know that. I couldn't care less because contracts mean nothing. Well, that's Clayton the Oliver point. Ha- Clayton Oliver hasn't even started his contract and he's already getting traded. Luke Bruce kicked more goals than Aaron Norton this year in a wheelchair. Are, like, you, are you reheating Kane Corns' soup? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he tweeted that. That could be oh, in the Laban. I, I did put that in the Laban before he tweeted that. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Actually, I did scan past that. That's well picked up. Yeah. Um, another right. thing, I'll move on quickly after that drive-by. <laughs> um, I've got here spring. Now, spring in general is not in the Laban, but you know it's spring when trainers start talking about watering tracks for their horses and agendas Imperatrez and Amelia's Jewel and the weight scales and handicappers and they're getting on the front. Get in the lay bin. Don't, don't force handicappers' hands. Who cares? Let the handicapper do their job. Don't come out in socials or on the media and say, oh, we won't run and make threats of not running. Just cop it. Do you think handicappers take those threats? Yes. Though? Yep. 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 You think so, the, the, the rivalry between Victoria, New South Wales, which losing is Amelia's jewel. To, it, is, it is rubbish. So that whole thing's in the lay bin. The whole scenario. I don't think, we've got, a, I don't need, think we've got a bin big, big, big enough for you. That's why, we need to, <laughs> that's why we need everyone to get on the same page and have our best yeah, horses agree. running in the best races. Don't split them. Um, you, I could talk about this how's, for hours. How's the irony, irony here of Tom telling people to stay in their lane mm. then getting out of his lane and questioning eight-year yeah, contracts? Yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's not lost on me. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else is going to say about that? Um, Amelia's Jewel, oh, do you reckon they're just waiting on what happens in the Turnbull? I think, if Romantic Warrior comes out, wins by four, they might duck off to I think, Sydney. Um, I, I think he said on radio during the week, he's definitely keeping an eye on all the other horses yeah. to see what they're doing. If, so. is, if, if um, Romantic <coughs> Warrior starts to dollar eighty, three dollars in a Cox Plate, they'll go to the mm. Golden Eagle. And we'll, we'll discuss that later, but the racing fan in me just wants to see Romantic Warrior come out this week and just just need the run. Yeah. Just, you know, not win. Oh, just, just, for the, yeah. just for the Cox Plate. Yeah. Just yeah. for the hype around the race. Just it's a, a nice run. It's our Cam greatest Luke weight for age race. Cam Luke said that on ACN. Yep. He said, I hope it gets beaten. I don't hope. Oh, I don't know. I also like to see the best horses perform at the best. Yeah. True. Fair mm. call. Um, my lay in this week is, and Tommy, you've great segue by you, is, is Nuffies. Now, um, <laughs> it's the end of the footy season. It's a long season as it is. We don't need to keep it rolling. 
my social media algorithm is absolutely cooked with just absolute gurus thinking they're, you know, these trade hypotheticals, who's going where. It is just actually like I'm trying, I use Twitter as a source of news for me. And that's racing, and maybe that's on me. I need to sort my algorithm out a little bit better. But they're just the nuffies are filling it up. They've got to go get in the bin. Trade radio, like they just—it's like journalists it. making up rumours or reading big footy, and <laughs> then people jumping on, like reporting it, and then people reporting on <laughs> the reports. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> yeah. A bit, like, that, a bit like you with Kane Corns and Luke Bruce. Well, I put I put Trade Radio on the lay bin on ACN one day and realised that Trade Radio was on <laughs> ACN, so that went well. Outstanding. <laughs> well, you're still working this, that's all right. You're still got a gig, so you're okay. Yeah. Well, that's classic. Have you got something for us, Rizzy? Uh I do, yeah, because yeah. I had last week off, so I've had a bit of time to think about it. And um, it's old, probably old now, but I want to bring it up again. Ryan Moore, I think he can get in the lay bin for a sport that... Gives him so much and is basically his livelihood and been his career. For him to not even give anything to uh, the reporters after those group runs in Sydney, I thought it was piss poor in my opinion. Mm. Um, I, I don't know why he thinks he's better than everyone else. I understand he obviously doesn't like to talk a lot. That's, that's fair enough. You don't have to go out of your way. But just as you're coming through, everyone else is doing it. All you have to do is just say how the horse went and what your thoughts were. I, I can understand hard. why people can are divided by this, well, but... The sport that dead set is his career and has given him so much. For him to be like that, I think it's completely wrong. Well, you're actually saying more by saying less. Yeah, that's you right. You can just yeah, give the, the smallest one-liner yeah, and right. no one bats it yeah, like, it. The fact that you choose not to, yeah, it's yeah. a pile on. Like we, the, only bloke that, the only bloke that cops a bit of flack is Craig Williams because he takes too long. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, you can't yeah. take not enough time. Like, if you just yeah. give it one sentence, that's right, ran okay. That's well, all thinks, want. He thinks connections of the horse's progeny yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Everything down yeah. the line. I, I put that in the lay-bin on Sunday. Um, and Apologies for taking that. No, that's all right. Good to see you tuning in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. Mm. I think it's like racing's struggling, turnover mm. struggling. Mm. We're at a risk. We all love the sport. They're at the risk of wagering going to a sport because of how inclusive sport stars are. Yeah. They need to be better. Mm. Yeah. Good call. Um, could talk labor all day with you guys. I was going to say, is the show nearly over? No, no, let's head to Flemington <laughs> because it's Group 1 Turnbull Stakes Day. We're going to preview... Uh, a big chunk of the card there. But before we do, we'll take a look at the track conditions and the weather. The rail's out nine. There's been some showers around and over the next <coughs> few days. Look, probably expecting soft range, Tommy, and being on God's carpet at Flemington, I wouldn't expect that it'd <coughs> affect us from a, a pattern two too much. No, rail out. I think the, the track drives so well, so I think good four. Yeah, Liam O'Keefe um, said on radio, he's expected to get to a four. Yeah, I think we'll be on a good four. So track played beautifully. Winds very little around. You always look at the wind, especially for the straight races. So gentle southeast breeze, which is a crosswind in the straight, um, coming from the middle of the track. So um, you might not want to be the inside fence if it kicks up, but it's pretty <coughs> light. Um, track will play well. Excellent. Well, let's kick things off. We're going to take a look at race number three, which is the uh, listed super imposed stakes for the three-year-old set weights and penalties over 1,800 metres. Um, Boys, how are we seeing this? Reese? I'm just making sure we've got our tips here in the right race because my, I got it wrong? mine certainly aren't. So um, <laughs> what, <laughs> I, will, I, what right. I will say, though, while we sort that out, we can take a quick look at the map. We've got the <laughs> likes of Ambassadorial here. Um, we've also got the likes of 
uh, ruminate, fists of fury, they'll all push forward from the 1,800-metre start. Um, Tommy, have you had a deep dive into this one at all? I haven't. You added this to the run sheet late in the piece, and I haven't done it, so I'll move on to you. So I'll have Your tips back. are in the right. No, nah, they're not. I've got a, I'm, I'm actually tipping in the next race, which is the Edward Manifold. You've incorrectly moved my so tips, just, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Can you stay in your lane, please, mate? Oh, is- SK is running in the superimposed stakes, so I don't know what, what's going on here. Uh, no, that's Nadachi who I'm tipping. Oh, do, you, right. do you want me to get started Go, here? Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> Someone drop us Someone sort this out. Right, okay. well, I think most of these are the first time 1,800. Uh, it's full field of 16. I think it'll be a bit of pressure going on here. Um, obviously, Gay's horse will roll forward. But uh, I'm going to tip the local from Tynon Gates, Frankel Colt, who was really good first up, winning over 1,500 at Sandown. He's going to really appreciate getting out 1800. He was set a little bit of a task. He was sort of took off four deep before the corner um, and sort of strike the front a long way out. He done a really good job to um, to fight off the late challenge. He's only going to be improved second up. They know that they want to get this cold up over a trip, and uh, I think he's going to be strong late. I think they'll ride him quiet from the gate, hoping it's a high pressure race, and some of these might be suspect at this trip. And I think at him at double figures odds is a safe little each way play. Yeah, like twenty three bucks at the mm-hmm. moment at bookies. And um, Tommy, you did touch <coughs> um, as well with SK. I did. I did have that horse in there to mention who was well beaten last start through the Exford Plate, and that was a really fast run race. Introducing made sure they set up a really strong tempo up top, um, and there was a little bit of support and a little bit of chat around this. Um, Danny O'Brien runner that week um, running well and um, there's big raps on her and I thought she got exposed a little bit early. She got well beaten um, but I'm talking this is 70, 71 bucks. This is a huge price so I'm just going to have something very very small on SK and you can't really come at me for a $71. I, I have heard Danny trip. on radio talk about it too and he does quite like her mm. and was really keen to get her out to a trip like this so there's probably going to be worse 71 pops going around. Yep. Well, let's head to race number four now after a little bit of a false start. That was, you know, we've got to get on that run shot, boys. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's the group two Edward Manifold Stakes. It's for the three-year-old fillies, set weights over the mile. She's lickety split, won this race last year. Elusive Express in 2021 and Thermosphere back in 2020. Map-wise here, uh, Grinzinger Bell, Amazonian Lass, Aprilia and Titar. They look the likely speed influences. What are we doing in this race, boys? We've all got a little bit of an angle here. Tommy, we might start with your angles first. Yeah, Grinzinger Bell, clear leader here. Um, seven of these come through. The Jim Maloney, <coughs> Sonic Boom, ran second. She meets five that finished behind her. Two and a half kilos better at the weight, so they've got to improve significantly to beat the Sonic Boom home. Uh, her sectionals were fantastic, waved through the field. Um, strong on the line, I thought. She stood on the way up. Poifect was also good in that run. Uh, that was only a second start, too, so upside there. I looked away from the two lead-ups. I mean, Legacy was favourite here and was probably weak over 1,400 metres last start. Had and excuses. Yeah, um, but I she's still got to be a query at the mile, so I don't want to dive into Legacy's as favourite, so I went a bit left field. Um, Connasana playing first up at Hawkesbury, um, put a pen through that. Her form reads really well. Fantastic last start at Flemington of 1,800 metres. She's had that run at the distance. She's back in trip, which Chris Waller does really well for these mile races. J-Mac goes on. Um, third up, good barrier. She has to be in the mix. I, You rarely see James McDonald riding at $11. I think with different form lines, I'm having to have something on Connasana. The other one I've had something on. $151. Cool. How, this, this is what we want. Three-year-old Phillies race over a mile, and I'm backing a leader, clear leader, and I'm getting $151, who won two starts ago. You just put a pen through that last run. Um, Got to be a much better chance than $151. So, 
you're probably getting 200s 200, on Betfair. 200 some places. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So have something on Grinzinger Bell. I just think it's a silly price. You could mark it 50s or 60s, but yep. 150s, 200s is ridiculous for a leader. Fair enough. Um, layer with a liability of 200 units. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, no issues. Just a spot, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go on. I I'm going to bat up for Legacies here. Now, I wasn't with her her first two runs because I think Bella even spoke about this. She had a lot to come through with the coat, and I've seen her at track work and that. I think um, she, you're probably going to get a better price for her because of the gate. Um, if she'd drawn softer, she was probably going to get a, a, an a, A1 run and she was going to be probably too good for these at her best. So you've got to see her back at her best. I, I understand she was probably disappointing last start to a lot of punters because she was favourite. She looked to have every chance and the Matthew Ellerton runner had a similar run and still beat her home. But she did pull up with some respiratory issues. Um, the team's on top of it. Mood spoke on radio early in the week and is very confident. Um, I don't have an issue with the, the with the trip. I think that's what she's looking for. I think she'll roll forward again in a less pressure race, in my opinion, and uh, I'm happy to back her. I think she's the best filly in the race. Yep. Well, I'm siding with that Matthew Ellerton runner that you prefaced there in Nadarchi, <coughs> and I think is a great. she's a great one-by-three play here. And you talk about Exford played. It was fastly mm. run. They went 9.1 lengths faster than the old benchmark yep. to the 600. And Nadarchi presented at the 300 metres, looked the winner at one stage and was swooped upon late by beneficiaries at that, to- at that speed by the likes of Griff, who's since Frank Reform going on the win at the Valley. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I just can't have the price differential between Nadarchi and Legacies. You're getting 950 about Nadarchi, you're getting 350 about Legacies. It's a good one by three play, I think. So that's how I'll be attacking the Edward Manifold Jamie, fellas. Jamie Carr's still a negative for me. Um, Riding at negative 49% profit on turnover this season. So obviously still overplayed in betting. Um, and she's not riding anywhere near her best yet. Mm, I'm, I, I always have a theory that the class, you know, that always rises at this time of year as well. So I think she's in for a really, I'm really keen to keep an eye on her for this spring carnival. I think she's I starting to get her feel back. I reckon it's... Uh, We're probably forgetting she had a pretty heavy knock to the head. Yeah. Um, and I, I must admit, I thought she was, wasn't riding at her best either, but I wouldn't surprise me if she, start, as you mentioned, footy starts hitting her straps this time of year. How much would that affect the rider's confidence having oh, a fall it, like that? It's, uh, unfortunately for me, like I've only, I've been riding track work for years and years and years and ridden at the picnics. I have come through unscathed pretty much. I haven't even broken a bone yet, so touch wood. Wow. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. You're but, the only um, jockey ever to not mm. break a bone? Probably because I was too scared yeah, and held on for a great deal when life. When you put them forward. But I, I must say, even <laughs> my, my partner, she's had some pretty nice, she broke her back only two years oh, ago. Yeah. And even just she'll admit, you know, she's lost her, not lost her nerve, but she's much more cautious. So I can only imagine having a race fall and, and being in a mm. coma and losing some of your memory. It must have a massive effect and I can't even speak for her. So it could be, um, yeah, it could be pretty tough for her. So it's Good, just good to see her back. And, and mm. I think she rode a, a couple of winners, two or three winners during the week. So she's found a little bit of form. Yeah. Well, let's head to race five now. The Group 2 Danehill Stakes for the three-year-olds. 1,100 metres up the I-diddle-diddle. Now, from a map point of view here, not a lot of speed drawn at all in this race. And it can be hard to do maps generally for straight track races, get a little bit of a spread. Um, I'll be interested to see how you're assessing the race, Tommy. I feel like we might have a couple of opposing views here and be going head-to-head. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no speed, as you mentioned. Um, Honor Galore, you, I, I think they would like to take a sit with Honor Galore and, and track something into the race, but she just might lob in front. And She's what, got more speed than these. She might just lead. And um, Jamie's typical rider to not fight them too much. She'd correct. rather go with them. Let her, comf- let her be comfortable. Yeah. Interesting that Damien, Laid, Damien Lane rode Honor Galore last start 
jumps on Stretton Angel yeah. and Jamie Carr mm. rode Stretton Angel last mm. start and jumps on. We'll swap her mm. on a galore. They've swapped. Uh, it's a fascinating race, as you said. No speed in the race. Archer Nacho, I am unstoppable. Kandinsky Abstract come through that Poseidon Stakes. Archo won that narrowly along the inside. It was a day where you needed to be either inside or outside, outside. early. Mm. Um, inside barriers, I think race two, one, two, three, four barriers ran the top four. Inside was clearly advantageous. So I thought I'm Unstoppable was unlucky not to win that. If um, the rider took that inside um, gap earlier in the race, probably wins that race. But um, interestingly, Stretton Angel on the same day ran 63.92. Um, same track, same distance, 63.92. Archo ran 64 flat, Diamond Subble 64.08, so ties in. Um, but interestingly, Stratton Angel was in the outside, outside fence, fence yeah. um, later in the day. So I just think the middle was off. We've seen that through a couple of horses that ran in the middle and loomed up. Little Miss Kirby, one of those Friday night who ran superbly. She was in the middle and just couldn't finish off then. Um, yeah, different race shapes too. They went early. They went slower earlier in the boys mm-hmm. um, with Archer and Archer and I'm and stuff all went home much quicker. So I've, I've out from that day, I'm leaning to the boys. I think there's more scope for improvement on a faster run race, and I think they can run home much quicker. Um, Stretton Angel, they ran. You think she's got a really good turn of foot, but they actually went faster early, and the others were probably not going as quick. So um, I'm against Stretton Angel. I think the boys have more upside. I think they're better. Um, and I'm happy to lay Stretton Angel here. I just the form through the race wasn't great. I don't like the, how the race shape formed for her last start, and I think the boys are much better. So I'm backing myself in there. I've got Iron Unstoppable on top. Um, Archo won that pretty well, and probably more scope for improvement first up to second up now. Um, so I, I think the market's about right with those two. I'm not too keen to tie in. Um, Libertad's a scary horse for me as well. I'm touching on every horse in the race, but really scary. Mm. Back from eleven, back from twelve hundred metres to the eleven, uh, got Group One Golden Rose form. Beat home Moravia, mm. who was really good in the Golden Rose. That form's elite, and I think Honor Galore is probably over the odds as well. Um, she's a very, very nice horse. Uh, is it yeah. a pretty good push, Libertad, that Chad comes to Melbourne? Yes, potentially. It's a bit of a down week in mm. in Sydney. Yep. So, um, but that is a fair push. It's interesting because a few Victorian jockeys have followed a couple that have gone to. Like I know Billy Egan's going to ride Young Verde. Not that that's a good race, but it's interesting. A couple of the Victorian jockeys are going to Sydney and now we're obviously getting a couple of the pretty top Sydney jocks coming into Melbourne. Yeah. It's good um, to see. I'll make this point a bit later about the jockey depth. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, I think Libertad's a great yeah. chance. I think I'm a Sofalacho and Nacho are <coughs> ahead of Stretton Angel still. Um, and I think I know Galore's over the, over the odds, so I can't have Stretton Angel at $5. Fair enough. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm really keen Kaninsky abstract. And mm. I saw as much as 20s go up early. That Fair to say that didn't last long at all. You spoke about that boys race up the straight. McD, I, I don't know what the instructions were, but he dead set dragged him out of the race, middle of the track. He was good through the line. The, the winners were down on the inside in those first couple of straight races, yep. then they went far outside. So middle of the track was a complete forgive. He gets the blinkers on. He gets J-Mac down here. He's drawn right part of the track. Double figures, I think you can really turn the table on those two. And that's why I'm keen to lay I Am Stoppable. Just at the prices, I think they're, they're crazy. I think it's going to be a completely different race, race shape. And um, I think this Colt can can really um, serve it up to these at that, that type of price. Yeah, I like that. Um, he's time to live up to the price tag now. No, that's true, at yeah. This stage, yeah. At, at this time in the preparation, he is the D-Day horse yeah. for this weekend, yeah. I reckon, Kandinsky Abstract. It's, it's probably a shame he has got that price tag on him because... I still think I think he can win Saturday, but I still think he's a better fourteen hundred meter horse. Mm. But then I think that's why the blinkers are going on for twelve hundred. And 
it's a shame that because he's a three thousand million dollar a three million dollar colt, everyone thinks he had to be a fast running two year old that's going to win the prize money straight away. Mm. But he's still got plenty of time. Wallace probably looked after him. He's got better targets, you know, as a later three or that can still make him worth his value. So um, I can't wait to see him with the blingers on and J Mac back in the saddle. Yep. Well, I'm I am big time Stretton Angels corner here. Oh. I'm going head to head with the Haylock. Love this. Um, I think she can be something special. So. She clocked the fastest last 200 of the capped on teams, um, getting caught a little bit too far out of her ground through the early stages. This shape of this straight track race, finding the best part of the ground, getting Damien Lane on board. She's got the best turn of foot in the race. She's going to be close. Um, they're not going to go hard. She's going to, she's going to zing over the top of them. I think she can find cover, be close enough, unleashing the best part of the track. Um, more than happy to take five bucks. And she's uh, my, I'm not playing big time at Flemington on the weekend, but she's my best bet on the card at Flemington, Stretton Angel. I she's can't my, wait. She's my best lay on the I can't card. wait for about 2.42 p.m. on Saturday with the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to be up and about. Someone's going to be very quiet. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, Tom Haylock has left the Stretton chat. Stretton Angel wins, it won't be quiet. <laughs> going down fighting. It, it's true. And take into account, too, she was first up in the Capton teams mm. here. If you saw her improvement at Morfittville in the listed race, she won their second up. Like She took enormous improvement again, second up into the preparation. What do you um, make of the winner of that race? She's all shenanigans. Mm. Well, she's a million. Do- she's a million dollar horse for Simon Zara. She's been winning. She's seven starts, isn't she? Over a million dollars in prize money. She I was, know. Was average for- Friday night? Yeah, I know the form around her generally hasn't probably stacked up everywhere, but um, she's been a marvel for the- for that camp. And um, yeah, I think you'd- I'm just taking Stretton Angel and what she's doing and what she's done in Adelaide and what I think she can be, as opposed to what's going on around her. And you I could probably be argue, feeling. skirt the law around third in that race. I don't know, she's arguably been a little bit disappointing in her Melbourne preparation, but mm. she obviously pulled up with some issues from Friday night too. So and skirt the law form would tie in pretty good, I'd imagine. And I think she's better suited yeah. around a Ben to yeah. skirt the law. Um, let's I, move. I wrote her 10 bucks. For what it's you worth. don't think she can win. Are you going to... What happened to the 80s? You and Jackson, you and Jackson Oldham going to put her 10 bucks for What happened to the 80s before we went to air? Let's Gee, she's move on, come boys. In. She's coming after six. his pep talk. Group two, Rose of Kingston Stakes. It's for the mayors. Set weights, penalties, 1,400 metres. Ex-leader won the race last year. Still a star for Bill Ryan back in 2021 and Sierra Sue in 2020. Matt Wise here. Jaja Shabugi, Starlight Scope, Road <coughs> to Arataki, Princess Grayson, Climbing Star, all look to be the key speed influences. She's Princess Grace. You're getting, I think she's been backed in sort of a dollar fifty-five on the mm. corporates at the moment. But <clears throat> I think, boy, she could be the most well-placed runner on the weekend. Like, been fighting out genuine Group One weight for age races. Um, she's arguably been beaten by the inferior going in the um, that was in the Wink Stakes. Yep. Um, and yeah, and also at Caulfield and too. And also at Caulfield, yeah. Dart and back held up. She now lobs here at Group Two level against her own sex under set weights. James McDonald from Barrier 5 puts her into the race, um, takes luck out of the equation, likely here. Oh, she, she looks mighty hard to beat. You can understand why there's been a lot of support for her, Tommy. Yeah, we talk about these $1.35 chances, $1.30 shots. We've seen a lot of them. Antino superbly backed. We saw one at Caulfield the week earlier that started. I can't remember what it was. started at $1.20. Um, Red card started at $1.30. Mm, mm. Come undone. Uh, yeah, came undone. Princess Grace, as I said, I think she just fixed herself. Yep. I... Of all the shorties over the last two or three weeks, she's one I want to be with. So watch her be unlucky and held up and run a flashing second. But a dollar sixty, I've seen a dollar sixty. She went up two ten. 
heard on the radio this morning. That's, Tab, Tab yeah. put up two ten, and they dead set put their hands up, and said this is a complete mistake. What we've done here. Mm. <laughs> I wonder who they let on. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't have let you on because you'd have too much. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, that yeah. they put up two ten. Oh, I think she's as close to a good thing as you could see, apart from bad luck. So in all seriousness, luck, in all seriousness, yep. what what do you have her marked? Because oh. I, I see her at a dollar fifty where she's got into it. I'm like, I I can't entertain anything at a dollar fifty, like unless I'm having a genuine mug multi. Like I'm not putting anything at a dollar. You backed Antino last week. What price dollar seventy five, yeah. Yeah, I've got a I think a dollar thirty. I think bad luck beats her. I think she's too good for these. Um I can't see. Like McDonald barrier five, he won't get caught on the fence, he'll stay off fence and just ride her like the best horse and she's the best horse. She's got group one big stakes for. Fangirl mm. form, Mr. Rightside form. Right. She's up hey. against you're preaching. Group two, you're, you're preaching. Group two oh, you're preaching. It's just price is I'll king in these in these scenarios. If she gets even luck and she doesn't win, I might not do another layback. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Go wrote to Arataki. <laughs> Reese, um, uh, shouldering arms. Yeah, look, I'm not having a bet. There's just one mare I can't wait to see. Is actually skew with. Yeah, um, I'm disappointed she's drawn where she is because they'll go back. And um, I think she'll be a red flashing light run. She ties in with Legado, mm. who we can't forget is could be something special as well. Yep. Um, and I heard Mark Walker talk on radio this earlier this week, and he just wanted her to draw well, and he's unfortunately drawn 12. I don't think she's going to danger Princess Grace yep. unless it's bad luck, but I'm really keen to follow her out of this. $8? Yeah, so she's got you a can still short, get 220 sharp, of the place. short, sharp turn of foot, and the barrier just is awful mm. for her. Mm. Um, I was texting um, a guy from New Zealand um, who works with Opie Boston and said Ben had perfect rides and she has. She had perfect rides the last two from perfect barriers. 1,400 Flemington. Yeah. I can't see a betting Princess Grace. Well, we were, they're only talking about the stats with Amelia's Jewel, the yeah. horses that go back from yeah. that wide draw can't win. She's been the only one that can sort of and, do it. <laughs> and she's got a short, sharp sprint. You need yeah. a long, sustained yeah. run. Yeah. Um, just before we move on to the next race, I'm just going to pick up the OP boss and name drop from the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. yeah he um, was I'm pretty happy with himself. <laughs> I spoke to someone who knows yeah. Boston. That's, old, I didn't speak old, to OP. Old two uh, degrees, old two degrees <laughs> haylock of separation. Um, race seven, the Group Three Bart Cummings. Um, the winner is ballot exempt here from the Melbourne Cup win, and you're in. Luna Flair was the winner last year, Grand Promenade in 2021, and Persan in 2020. Um, First Immortal is currently a favourite here. Needs two to come out. I just want to one. check one. Carini's now. actually scratched. So okay, it's, big. It's a That's big, a big, big out. scratching. Yeah. Okay, so who's a last start winner here? So Adabashan, we're going to go with, is two on the trot, being held over for this by John O'Shea. Um, we've seen what Goldman can do here as well, um, putting a hole through the likes of Solcom in, in, in the Roy Higgins back in March. Um, interesting race, Tommy. Not one I'm going to get involved in, but one we're going to learn a lot from. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, I just found out Karini scratched. We had, what do we have, 45% of the market mm. taken up with two emergencies. Yeah. How, how on earth do you do the race? Yeah. Um, first of all, there's got to be a major pl- a major chance. Um, Karini coming out, who was a chance, probably um, takes some market percentage out of that. Serpentine interests me. Uh, leading, Melamon, um, Blinkers on, I believe. Blinkers again. Uh, I thought it was good at Flemington over 2,500 metres. I like that run, but Blinkers going back on. Got Athabascan for meets Athabascan four and a half kilos better, I think, or significantly better. And um, Athabascan flying. So I would want to be with Serpentine, but the bottom one scares me. Um, but I haven't spent 
a huge amount of time because of the emergency. Yeah. Um, I'm siding with Shiraz here, who I think is fly, flying well under the radar. This horse has only had five starts since August last year, and Damien Oliver's ridden it in all of those starts, which is a push in itself, I think. Both runs this prep have been great. Last start behind Uncle Bryn got well out of the ground where a lot of horses didn't make up a lot of ground in that race and he was good through the line. Third up, 2,500. He's won at this trip. He's had three goes at this trip, won one of them and placed in another. I think this is a horse that's been put on a path like this and there's obviously this is a, a win and you're in type of race. Yeah. And I don't think there's probably three or four here that would possibly shape up to a, a major, possibly that is. They'd pr probably still be good price but I think this horse is a crazy price from a soft draw I think he's a, a very good sort of one by three play it's a huge odds last start that's, yeah he's got that but that's 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 that was his odds for winning which was probably fair enough like he yeah. was probably never winning probably wasn't a winning chance first up 1700 wasn't a winning chance second up 2000 I think up to 25 on to Flemington D Oliver sticks I think he's a much more better winning chance which is yep. you know the price is probably fair enough 14 to 1 but Still got to see if First Immortal gets in. If First Immortals will scratch, obviously you're probably looking at single figures already. And that probably goes to show that the race is fairly thin, isn't it? If that yeah. horse like Shiraz is possibly going to be close to single figures. He was under 50s on Betfair last mm. start and he getting $10 yeah. when he ran eighth. Yeah. That's yeah. hard pill to swallow. That's madness, yeah. Um, boys, race <laughs> eight, group one, Turnbull Stakes time here. Um, 2,000 metres, Smoke and Romans won the race last year, incentivised back in 2021 and very elegant back in 2020. Now, um, well, let's talk about the imports to start with and we can talk about the map and how it might unfold. But um, Romantic Warrior just looking to end a long run of outs for these Hong Kong trained gallopers in Australia. So a total of 18 Hong Kong gallopers have lined up across 47 races in Australia. Cape of Good Hope's the only winner out of those winning the now William Reid. It was the Australia Stakes then back in 05. So um, history suggests that it's hard for them mm. to come here and win our big races, but he's he's pretty good. And then you've got the likes of West Wind Blows, Tommy, who I know you've tweeted about this week and I, I sort of watched that last start race over there in Europe and looks a real sort of gutsy operator as well. So for me, I find it very hard to line up international form mm. and when you when you're going into a race and there's two bucks around an international runner that I haven't seen in Australia before, that's a shoulder of the arms for me. Um, we might talk about the speed map as well quickly. Um, Romantic Warrior will likely go forward. Goldman, if they go this way, Bank Moore, Smoke and Romans. It's it's going to be really interesting to see how it unfolds. Yeah, Westman Blows has got speed as well, but I don't know. They've obviously got a corporate cup in mind. I don't know if they'll mm. want to push forward and be trapped wide or or working too hard. And it comes down to intent for West Wind Blows, uh, can win. Got form lines through Dubaiana, beat Dubaiana um, in the Eclipse Stakes Group 1. How's Paddington beat uh, West Wind Blows by six and a half lengths, probably Dubaiana by eight, nine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we've seen what Dubaiana um, has done here in Australia. So the form line, you could draw a line <coughs> through that. I'd hate to see what Paddington would do to Emissary or mm. um, some of these horses. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Uh, Westman Blows has got to be a chance. I think West uh, Romantic Warriors are the horse to beat. I don't think this crop are that good. I don't. I've said this for a long time. I don't rate Australia's middle distance horses, and I'll be probably playing around with Romantic Warrior and Westman Blows for me. If there was one of these middle distance gallopers here that's ready to peak, Osipenko, mm. two thousand meters. Yeah, Yep. has been savaging the line in some good races yep. um, and finally gets out to the trip. Um, one to watch and don't underestimate or don't sleep on the Melbourne Cup winner, Gold Trip too, mm -hmm. who's been doing some really good work. And Selkins. Um, 
going really well as well. There's yeah, a few I, there, but... I thought Sulkin was due for a bit of a flat one mm. last start and has continued to race well. Like that yeah. was a huge win first up. Second up, I was like, oh, maybe in for a flat one with bigger targets, but racing in great form. So yeah. um, no bet from me. Yeah, no, no bet from me. I just want to touch on uh, like Romantic Warrior. I was a bit sceptical because I'd heard about, you know, him not eating brilliantly um, and obviously their record. Uh, and then also the other record I want to touch on is there's a pretty good history that when they come from overseas, their first up run for us is really good. Mm. And sometimes the longer they're here after a run, their second up run isn't as good. So I'm interested to see how he does go. I would probably rather him just run well, knowing that they're sort of going to be peaking going to their grand final rather than him coming out and, and putting this field away. And then I'm probably querying how he's going to go second run in Australia. But uh, yeah, so I was a bit hesitant on him and the price, but when I w went back and watched his work, when J-Mac come down Sunday, like yeah. trainer's cap on, gee, he couldn't have worked any better. He looked great in his action too. Like it started making me turn and think this horse is, is pretty good. Yeah. He's actually here in really good order and it wouldn't surprise me if he dead set walloped him. I, I agree. I'm fascinated what the market does with him, mm. what the big syndicates well, do with him. The other thing I wanted to touch on, you've got to see how he parades because mm. he's never been trucked to a race course for, for, for the race. I understand it's obviously not going to be far or walked across, whatever it is. It's going to be a little bit different to what he's used to in Hong Kong and even horses that come from Australia to go to Hong Kong, some of them just don't handle it. So he seems to have, 13 degrees might be a bit different. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously handled it okay at this stage, but if you're going to jump in at that price, I think you'd probably want to wait and see how he is on race day and see how he's in the mounting yard. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait for it. And it's certainly, as we touched on at the top of the show, going to shape um, you know, our greatest weight for age race in, in the Cox Plate in, in one way or another, whatever happens. So let's move to race nine now. It's the Group 2 Gilgai Stakes, uh, 1,200 metres up the straight, Private Eye won it in twenty twenty two. Kementari won it in twenty one, and Zutori three years ago is I think he's back again, the old boy. So, um, look, Star Patrol here's your race favourite and was outstanding first up into Bobby Lewis. Went they went fast. James Hale still got a stitch. Um, Jigsaw uh, has won five of the past six. Hasn't seen the straight for over two years. Same as Jeeks, the other one in the market. Um, is this a race that you're keen to get involved in, Tom? Um, I could. I probably want to see Jigsaw do it uh, down the straight before diving into him. He went to another level last start. He won all by one race. And oh, I prefer him around a bend, so I'm kind of looking away from him. It's hard to go past Star Patrol. You made the case there. He does meet Zutori five and a half kilos worse at the weights, which sounds a lot. It's probably not as big down the straight, but um, you've just got to tie Zutori in. He's a great fresh horse, and I... I think Triple Missile is the only other winning chance. So um, I've got two Star Patrol on top from Triple Missile and Zutori next, probably Jigsaw in behind in fourth. Okay, interesting. Well, you like. don't know so, say Magique? Don't no. like her? No. Okay, oh. I think me and Footy are with her. With her. Mm. I, I thought she did more than enough first up. She was off a long layoff. She was way too keen in the run. I actually would have been happy with her even if she finished a length or two further back. Mm. I thought she was really brave. You can tie the Benedetta for me with Star Patrol. She's won up the straight. Uh, sorry, she might not have won. She placed in the, the yes. group one. Second, there you go. In, in the, secret. That's right, in secret, which is good form. I was with Star Patrol first up, and I also, Clinton got trainer of the week for that because it was a great performance. So I'm now thinking, you know, second up after a real gut buster first up off the, the throat up and, and whatever other issues he's had. I just... Just got a little query there, and I think she, So Majique, might be able to pounce here. Second up, off a big break. She's had the jump out between runs too, which was really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen on her. I think she can roll Star Patrol. Yeah, I'm with you. And like when you talk about 
looking at a horse's preparation, profiling last prep to this one. Well, she's one that takes enormous improvement mm. off first up run from Caulfield um, heading to Flemington. So last prep, she had a fresh run at Caulfield. It was a group three fillies race. Then next start, she ran second in secret mm. in the Coolmore stud. Mm. So second up here, five weeks between runs, tick over jump out. She's a good price. I've got it marked much shorter than yeah. what she currently is. So uh, I'm keen on Saint-Magique in the, uh, in the Gill Guy. Jeez, boys, that was a, a pretty intense look at Flemington. Need a, need a coffee after that. Need to relax. <laughs> Might have to turn the cameras off here, I think. Um, but before we head into Rose Hill, we've got to go into our award-winning segments. We're going to start off with what caught my eye. And uh, Tommy, what do you got for us this week? Oh, I just want everyone to... Well, first of all, last week we showed that replay of that sick beat. Uh, got 14 months suspension, that jockey. So Looked hard to write out. Yeah. Sure been more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's only a reward if you're not in on it. Yeah. So another, another racing replay caught my eye this week. Check this out, the States. I'm not actually sure what track it is, but have a look at this leader here. Uh, this is like you getting a stitch running backwards footy, and <laughs> you'll see what happens. I mean, Dunning's abducted. <laughs> but Morning Addiction opens up the lead to three into the far turn run. Very speedy. First off, the claim for Bill McLean here. In the second spot, Terralura, Crystal Proof. And now, Morning Addiction. I don't know what happened there. She just stopped running. I don't know if she spooked. I didn't see it in the binoculars. I was in the middle of the field there, but she's dropped to the back of the pack. That was very bizarre as they come off the turn here. So after that incident here, we've got two runners battling on the lead, Turalura and Crystal Proof. Swift Nani trying to pick them up. And look at Morning Addiction. She's coming back. Can she get there? She's going to try to split them. Here comes Morning Addiction off the inside. Morning Addiction. Morning Addiction. And the photo finish with Majestic Oops. That was unbelievable. A photo finish. I won't call it Morning Addiction. How much the best was she? I don't know if she won. There you go. What what yeah. a what a race call. You know what? You it, love the call. You know yeah, what it no, reminds. You know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of like a primary school athletics carnival where the kid they just don't know how to use. The kids don't know how to run and use their bodies yet. So they <laughs> run until they hurt, and then they go, "Nah, no, I need no. a breather." It's like, go pace in. yourself, mate. And then he goes again and wins. It's just the better athlete. <laughs> what price in play? Yeah. Uh, what's it top out at? Max a thousand. Uh, yeah, Max a thousand. Yeah, it's a thousand. It had a bit like that grey thing over in Korea, didn't it? Yes. If, yeah, if they, rode, the it, back, if no they rode it well, there's minimum 16 lengths it has on that field. That's amazing. I don't know what price it started. Yeah, who knows? We'll work it out. Just caught um, your eye. <laughs> nice one. Hey, it's time to get into our... <laughs> ride of the week now we sort of chop and change between ride of the week and trainer of the week and that's what we've got when we've got a guy here that's done both uh reese Gulen, ride of the week yeah it's going to our great man damien lane on amelia's jewel which is probably you know it's nothing special she was a dollar 40 or whatever she was but it's fair to say the ride wins the race and if he does go back and she does get beat he probably cops all the flack but um, she began well, and he just took initiative, sat straight outside the leader. It was a good tempo. Froggy nearly pulled their pants down. That was if if Froggy wins, he's getting right of the week. Mm. But Frosty was he obviously had the cattle underneath her, underneath him, um, and she was too good. But yeah, as we spoke about off air, if he rides a negative from the gates around Mooney Valley, she gets rolled and. Twitter goes into a meltdown and whatnot, and Froggy looks like a hero, but Frosty took the initiative. Well, it. Should that Twitter shouldn't have gone down to melt down because everyone expected her to get back. I can't believe well, she was true. that short yeah. off the map. I, yeah. I, I laid her and laid her on this show and on the Betfair app where you can see my average selections. Um, <laughs> and my, and my winning lay bets. Yeah, 
But I'd have that bet every day of the week. Yeah. Mm. I laid her at $1. thirty-five, and it took a 15 out of 10 ride to get her home. So do, do you know what, as well, we speak about, like, being flexible is so important as a jockey, like, it wins the mm. race. So yep. we spoke on this show last week. I made Deny Knowledge in that race a one-by-four play <laughs> because she was going to be the clear mm. leader in the race. Mm. She was going to lead them, um, and if there was any track bias... I'm in with a chance. Now, she ended up taking a sit and <laughs> singing home for third, which yeah. was all well and good. Yeah. But like this That's is amazing. this is what we, we're dealing with when we're, we've got to make these predictions on a Thursday ahead of a, you know, ahead of a Saturday or, or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's head to Rose Hill now, boys. Good one, Race. I liked that. Good Thanks, discussion. Uh, Track-wise, it's been pretty good up there. Rail's in the true position. Good four, good three, Tommy? Be- yeah, the track will play fine, um, play well. The... Rose Hill Tracks played really well of late. It's actually been really fair, which is good to see, unlike Kenzo on Wednesday, uh, which was a bit later-ish. But the yeah, track will play well. Was, um, not much to add. Well, we'll start off in race five, group two, the Roman Consul Stakes for the three-year-olds, over 1,200 metres. Um, Tommy, we're going to side with the same horse here, mate, in Osmosis. Um might let you talk about the little race, how you're going to, sorry about the race and how you're going to see that little speed map unfold. Yeah, I was pretty keen to take on Royal Tribute. Uh, sorry, Osmosis last start against Royal Tribute, just with a run out of the belt, but Royal Tribute was weak, led. Uh, Osmosis settled outside lead. I think they'll be exactly the same again. It's hard to do. Um, I penalise first up horses when they settle outside lead. Uh, for her, uh, for him to do that um, and settle outside lead and win like that, I thought the win was outstanding. Um, they went fast too. So to settle outside lead first up on the back of a, they went 1.6 lengths faster than class benchmark for the 600. Um, I thought the win was outstanding and I'm happy to be with them. Celestial Legend was um, good late, but I think Osmosis has got a lot of improvement to come still and I think he'll be winning. King's Gambit's the scary horse and we mentioned D-Day horses. He, it's his D-Day now. I know it's weird to say uh, for a horse that hasn't has only had a few runs, but um, he does so much wrong. I thought he was good at Flemington last start. All things considered, he, he definitely but, overdid it. How much he did wrong to finish third <coughs> in that race was still a really good run. So... Uh, yeah, King's Gambit, the danger, but Osmosis on top. That's, he's, got, he's got a motor, King's Gambit. He's a good horse. And he just I, needs to put it together. And I'm with Osmosis. He's my best bet of the day up there in Sydney. And it is a little bit of rinse and repeat from that heritage first up. But I guess King's Gambit is sort of the fly in the ointment almost in a race like this. But until he wants to show us that he wants to be a racehorse, then yep. I'm just going to continue to bet against him. And I'm going to do that here. And I, I think Osmosis takes improvement and then stamps himself as that sort of that cool more horse. I'm just looking at the market here. King's Gambit opened $6 and he's four sixty now with no scratchings. Where's that coming from? What price did he open? 6 bucks. Now he's four sixty. Probably wrong price, to be fair. Yeah, but uh, you, he's you, got a you, boom on him. Uh, yeah, I understand that. But he's still doing way too many things wrong. Is he need to be wagering him? I would have thought. Yeah, everyone loves a boom horse, what? especially early. Doesn't the other, take much. The yet. other thing I wanted to ask you, Thomas, you talk about the speed map. If this horse doesn't settle, where have you got him at? Which horse? King's Gambit. Yeah, but that's like a good if, question. If they're gonna, like you're, you were saying, Osmosis outside leader, but I'm just thinking if King's Gambit isn't on his behaviour, Tommy's going to have to roll with him and that injects a little bit of speed. I'm hoping anyway from my tip point of view, which is Barber, which you would argue couldn't possibly have a chance after their the results last start but i thought it was probably pretty good in a fast run race where he's probably run off his feet a bit inside draw Th- he's really interesting because i've always liked him and then i really knocked him at the start of this prep because they looked like they couldn't get him right yeah, he thought was, he was just going he was in sydney just he's, going he come to melbourne to jump out still just going then he ends up back in sydney 
and there was money for him. We spoke in the chat. Yeah, there was good was money good for him money first for him. up. And he was okay. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't red flashing light running through the line. But I just thought with the different scenario here, maybe from an inside draw, King's Gambit might pressure these ones up front. I just, I was happy to sight with something that's around him. He was hammered in betting. It's crazy. He's no? sick. He loves Blue Jacket yeah. Barber. They're not going to give you a horse, mate. I can't no, wait. I'll get there. <laughs> I, I, reckon, I reckon Barber will look all right in your stable as a Dreams six, are free, six-year-old okay, six gelding. I reckon King, King's Gambit, though, I, are they trying to go back and trying to get him to settle here? Because a name for a group one? I don't know. Yeah, we'll it's an interesting Awkward one. draw. Um, let's move on to race six now, which is the Tap Craig. Three-year-olds, fourteen hundred meters. It's a what is it? A five hundred thousand dollar race we got going mm. on here. And uh, speed map wise, snapback, little pumper, disneck, Ostraka, namesake, and cap will be handy <coughs> as well. Um, I'm pretty keen on one here, Tom. But how are you seeing the race unfold? Uh, two horses for me, and I'll be backing them both. And cap clearly the horse to beat. Got the best form lines. Golden Rose. I don't know how we lost that Golden Rose. Um, He's, he's a very good horse, Cap, and I think he can win this. He's conceding weight and he's got Preble on, but um, good barrier, rock-hard fit, A-grade form lines, deservedly short price favourite. I think he should be better than these. And the other one I want to back is number 13, Macarena, who is a horse. I've got a, yes, get it up for us. Um, <laughs> producer said to get freaky. I don't think that's what he meant. Uh, Spice it up a bit. Yeah, right. um, this horse, this win, out, outstanding last start. You he jumped well. Snagged back, couldn't get in, rolled forward yeah. after that. Mid-race, had to settle outside lead Doesn't again. Happen. Doesn't happen very often. Still strong on the line, fighting it out over 1250. I think the 1400 metres suits based on that. I think she's a nice horse. And uh, Tommy Tuplay and Captain Macarena will be making a profit. Yep, I'm just with you on NCAP. Rates so far clear of these. Um, they were attempting a late bid for the Everest as well that fell through. And then they were looking at the King Charles However, Gary Portelli uh, saw the depth of this field. and Misery's about to make the Everest the way the race is yeah, going. Yeah, so he's up. It'll be all right. Um, <laughs> threw in a late nom um, for this. So I, I think he's going to have to serious – like he's two bucks now, 230 into two bucks. He's going to have to seriously regress and something is going to have to properly jump out of the ground to beat him off the yep. exposed form this prep. So um, I'm happy to take two bucks. What would militarise pay in this race? Yeah. Well, I think – in cap would probably be a better bet than militarising this with the racing pattern. But can I make a case for one at Footy will hate me for this? Can I make a case <laughs> for one at Massive Odds and you and give me your you opinion can. on it? Yeah. Heeman was first up down the straight in the Archo Nacho race. Mm-hmm. Was out the back with Kadinsky abstract yep. abstract made good ground with him. Well, I wouldn't say good ground, but they were they were in the wrong part of the track. Yes. It was a bad yeah. race shape. Mahaba come from was behind him in the run and won Friday night for and. Before that, he, he won on debut and then he ran second um, in a good race in Queensland. At his best, is he any type of chance at 51? He'd need to improve a lot. I okay. mean, that, as far as debut at Kemba's pretty moderate form. But I love the fact you're making the case because it makes me more confident that Street and Angel can't win. So <laughs> that's good. Sorry, Nick. If, <laughs> if, if He Man runs up to his peak that he did at listed level in Queensland, he, st- he still has to improve four lengths. But to win or yeah, just to be yeah, competitive? Yeah. No, to be, like the no. race drops away pretty quick after but the top. It does. Horses no, can do that at yeah. this yeah. age. No, yeah. it's, well, it's not a bad Up to 1,400, point. I think. I remember yeah. Snowden's talking on radio. I said they were looking forward to him 1,400, Being anyway, facetious. Don't mind it. We'll never knock someone for having a having a crack um the feature on the card race seven the group two hill stakes wait for age 1900 meters cascadian won the race 
last year. Um, I'm certainly not going to be getting involved in this from a betting perspective when you're looking at, is it Montefilia, your race favourite at four bucks? Um, the likes of, yeah, in terms of speed map wise, we're looking at Hinged, Ironclad, Magical Lagoon, Numerian first up. Um, yeah, Protagonist can be handy from the paint as well. Uh, another shoulder of the arms for me, boys. Can you trust any of these horses? No. I agree. I'm not betting. Like, I would have been with no compromise, but draw 16, probably get scratched. Uh, Newberian, clear leader. Uh, not much to add. Got beat up on in a uh, gallop the other day by Zaki. I know it's Zaki, but you I couldn't be excited about it. No, way. it's just, I couldn't trust <laughs> There's any of no horse you can trust here, but there is one jockey you can. That's a good angle. Nashville Willer yes. onto Montefilia. Yes, that has to I be like his, that. He can, well, he's... Uh, Espiona. I know she had the right run, but if there's one jockey that can get this horse to win, yep. surely it's him. Yep. <laughs> I love that. That's a great call. Probably Wyatt's favourite. That's right, yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, let's move on. We've, <laughs> that's the least time we've ever spent on a feature race. <laughs> race number eight is the Allen Brown Stakes. 1.5 mil this race is worth. Um, it's a glorified midway. 1,400 metres. Um, 1,400 like metres here. Tamer Lane is your leader. Um Likes of Wild Planet, Attractable, Bandersnatch, Skyman. Again, um, it's a it's a sit and probably I'm not sure if I'll even watch, but it's definitely <laughs> a lead this race. So I'm busy on Saturday afternoon, guys. It's not I'm not racing. boring anymore, mate. No, that's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, Tommy, have you got an opinion? Uh, I've written two words in the preview. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> no, again, I can't trust any of these. Roots, best is good enough. Uh, Waterford, back in trip. Fascinating. Well, we're meant to go a mile. Um, struggling to win, so they're trying a few things. Back marker, back and trip, Preble on, can't have Waterford at the price, can win. And I was keen on him last weekend, but I don't want to take him 1,400 metres with Preble on, back marker. No, thanks for me. This sounds like my type of race because there's a lot of chances. Yeah, you'll so make an angle for something. 100%. What's Nash riding? Uh, not the one I'm tipping. <laughs> Could, he couldn't ride 53. Um, Argentia. Um, I think ticking along pretty good. Joe Pride still having a good feel of her and getting working her out. She was a troublesome little girl when she was here in Melbourne. Um, owners of centre up there. She was great first up behind IME. Uh, then she was even better behind Buenos Noches, which is pretty pretty good form, I feel. Yeah. Um, 1,300 last start. She just overdid it a little bit. I don't think she found cover. Um, and that was costly at the end, but she was still honest. She gets to 1,400 where she does have good form, but her, her biggest thing is just settling and running. But I think she can get smothered up from four in a big field, which generates good tempo, I hope, because it's fair to say in a few of the races she's been in in Sydney, they haven't gone overly hard and she's been left exposed. Mm, and I think Sydney that's the difference. Yeah, I think that's the difference with her. And for the price she went around in her last couple to what she's going around now, and what's certainly not a stronger race, I think she's worth a spec each way. Yep, which is a nice little each way price, getting about 11 mm. at the corporates at the moment. Um, and our last race that we'll have a look at is race number nine, the Group 3, the Navision for the Mares, set weights, 1,200 metres. Um, again, I'm shouldering arms late here in Sydney, fellas. Um, from a map point of view, we've got Queen of the Ball, Audette, Cool Die, um, Parasau, Royal Merchant, um, there are some there are some nice horses in this race. I, I found it quite hard to dissect. Um, Tommy, how about yourself? I've taken an early price magic time here. Mm. I opened four dollars. I thought she was a silly price. I thought she should have been favourite against Paracel. She's beaten Paracel and the she give her wind burn. Yes, to the rail. Yes, uh, I love the the runner magic time last start. The race shape didn't suit. Trap wide still kept coming. Mm. Probably entitled to 
waking out of it there, and I thought she was really good late, and that's as for as for a form, yeah. good form, like, as for a form, that's top form. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got her clearly on top. Magic time. Oh, I'm making a case for Royal Merchant, who's probably a silly price. I want to see what the market does with Royal Merchant. This is a great one winner um, against Open Age horses in a Goodwood. Um, I know he had 52 and a half kilos there, but seriously nice horse. Forgive that the Stradbroke only beaten four anyway. Um, yeah, I, I probably save Royal Merchant, see what the market does, but Magic Time on top for me. Yeah, look, I'm not having a bet, but I'd certainly agree that Magic Time would be the bet out of the two in the market and very typical of the big horses to improve out of their first up run. Um, she's one in Sydney, so yeah, I think she was probably a silly price when they went up early. Yep. I think she's a really nice horse. Mm, agree. It's, it's interesting. Jordan Childs would know that and Jordan stays in Melbourne um, and doesn't ride her unless he's suspended. I, I should probably check my facts before I know that. But I'm assuming he's right. Well, he's not riding her in Sydney. So it's interesting that he would know she's got a big motor and he's not there to ride her. But obviously Nash is a, a great get. Yeah, you'd take Nash yeah. over Jordan. Oh, no, no okay. Oh. He did win on her over there. so He did. So there's no knock. But Nash is my go-to jockey. <laughs> we've finally got three rows <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, we got there. We, we did pretty good. It's, uh, we've taken our time today, but hopefully that means we've shown some care and we, we're paid back in full on the weekend. Um, we'll get to our unit plays quickly before we round out the show. Tommy, do you want to whiz through uh, your unit plays first and how you're going to attack the weekend? Are you going to go to take on me first or after this? Oh, we'll go after we'll the go unit after plays. We'll go after the unit yep. play. Change yep. it up. Yep. Sorry, Jacko. Um yeah, race for number 10, Konasana. Uh, 0.3 unit win, 0.7 unit place, small bet there. Grinzinger Bell, 1.1 unit win, uh, 0.2 unit place, 200s there. Um, Get in early. Laying Threaten Angel for a liability of two units, race five, number nine. Uh, actually, I might make it two and a half units. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You'd be copping more than I that. I love that. That is You'd brilliant. More than that right <laughs> at the end of the show, he's just gained more confidence. <laughs> Flemington Rose, six, number three, Princess Grace. Two, I mean, I'm not over betting her, but I think she, $1.60 at the moment, I think it's, it's a good price. Flemington Rose, 10, number five, Tamerlane. I think really good bet. We didn't touch on that race. Um, I'll probably be backing Cliffs down the bottom as well at a big price. Von Hawk, I think he's a really nice mm. horse. But one and a half unit win just with Von Hawk. Hasn't got a rider yet. So they need probably a scratching and a good jockey. He to also come. needs to learn to settle in his races. Yes, he does. That's very true. Um, I was making this point. The jockeys, you go to Sydney, there's about 15 riders of good quality that can ride 54 or under. Mm. In Melbourne, there's not yeah. much. Mm. Yeah. So true. if you're a lightweight rider, come to Melbourne, you'll get some rides. Um, <laughs> I'll be your manager. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, man I'll manage it. Uh, one and a half units, race 10 there at Flemington and two bets in Sydney. Rose Hill, race five, number three, Osmosis, one and a half units win. And race nine at number five, Magic Time, my best of the day, two units win. Very good. Over to you, Reese. Uh Flemington, race three, number nine, Gates. We're going 0.25 to win, 0.75 to place. He's pretty big odds there. Race four, number two, Legacies, one unit to win. Flemington, race five, number seven, Kadinsky, abstract, one unit to win. Race seven at headquarters, Shiraz, 0.5 to win, 0.5 to place. We go up to Rose Hill, race five, number two, Barber, one unit to win. And Rose Hill, race eight, number 13, Argentia, 0.5 to win, 0.5 to place at a nice each way. Quote. Excellent. Well, here's my plays. Flemington race three, number 11, SK, 0.1 unit to win. Flemington race four, number eight, Nadachi, 0.3 units to win, 0.9 units to place. Flemington race five, number nine, Stretton Angel, 1.5 units to win. Flemington race nine, Say Magique, one unit to win. And then up at Rose Hill, race five, number three, Osmosis, 2.5 units to win. 
race number six, number one, NCAP 2.5 units to win. Just a couple of bangers to play us out there at Rose Hill. Uh, before we round out, though, we've got to head to Jackson now for Take On Me, and this is what he likes this weekend. Take On Me this week, Flemington, Turnbull Stakes Day, and I want to lay race nine at number one, Jigsaw, C. Alderson, D. Moore. This horse went to a new level last preparation. He won five of six, um, but... Most of those were on tight turning slash on speed dominated races. First up at Cranbourne on speed tight turning track. Went to Caulfield, sat outside lead in an on speed dominated race. Went to Sandown uh, hillside, a little bit of a longer straight, and his rating did drop off a bit, even though he won. Went back to the valley, exploded um, ratings wise tight turning track. Led at too quick of a tempo by an Imperatrice, blew up, and then went to Mornington and won on what is another tight turning track. He faces a completely different set of circumstances here. First up, Flemington down the straight 1,200 metres. He's been to Flemington once and failed, although I'm not putting too much stock into that as I think last preparation form is what you have to base him on. He's jumped out well, but this is a completely different kettle of fish. I want to be with horses like Star Patrol, even Ashford Street, Triple Missile, Horse for Concern, um, Tamajique down the bottom obviously has the big 1200 meter race in in her. Um, yeah, a jigsaw just looks under the odds here with the setup. So $4.60 is the best around at the moment. I'm going to put up 400 at 550 on Betfair. So uh, come on, take me on. That's race nine, number one jigsaw. Thanks, Jacko. He's on absolute fire at the moment too. If you do want to take him on, make sure you get on and do that. Uh, boys, rounds out the show. Huge weekend. Um, it was a huge show. I'm feeling Big fatigued. I need a, I'm going to need a little siesta after that. I might need a little nap. <laughs> I handled it okay. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you'll head straight across the road. Yeah. Yeah, straight. Have a bet. Um, all the best on the weekend. Uh, got any runners? Uh, yeah. I've got a busy day at Royal Matoa on Saturday. Beautiful. Um, Winners. No. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, we'll just okay. skip next question, please. If, honest, if I, that, it's was, a long, that was a Ryan Moore type it's response. A, yeah, if it, it's a long way to go. If I don't come home with one, I'm going to be terribly disappointed, but I'm not going there with a lot of confidence with my current strike rate. So. Tommy, hopefully more luck at the track for you this weekend. Thanks, and Mike. for me, uh, all the best, everyone. Always gamble responsibly. And we'll be back next week on Layback with Betfair. Welcome to Layback with Betfair. Joined by the A-Team, we're back. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.